Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden, and I'm here today, as usual, as I am most of the time, with my mom, Dr. Connie Borden. And uh, this is this just the fact that we get to be mother and son on this podcast is a cool outworking of this series that we're in on parenting. Um, I know, we know, not many uh, parents and children get to do things like this together. So Correct. it's certainly yes. a blessing uh, that we get to do that. And hopefully you've listened to the first three parts of this series on building children. Basically, what we're saying is we'd rather build children than repair adults. Uh, and that's why it's, it's titled Parenting, Build Children or Repair Adults. Um, but today we wanted to uh, talk about the topic of imparting vision to our children and help, helping them to understand who they are in Christ, because if they can get that down, they can change the world. And so um, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that, Mom? Well, I've heard that one of the biggest reasons that there's such a high suicide rate is because people don't have a vision. They don't feel significant. They don't know where they came from, who they are, where they're going, that we've said many times. And you can't impart vision to your children if you don't have one. So let's just start right there. Uh, if we're talking to somebody that does not know the source of all creation, God, and his son, Jesus Christ, who sent the Holy Spirit, then I wish you would call us or write us or read in the back of my book, Save But Not Free, How to Get Saved, or get with your local pastor or someone who understands, because vision is the whole history and story from Genesis to Revelation. And we are not writing the Bible anymore, but we're still writing and walking out church history through our lives and our books and our influence and our podcast and our radio shows. And the word says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And when I was preparing for this podcast and, and sending you some scriptures and stuff, I know and I knew when you were a child, and I know even for me as a child, even though my family was more dysfunctional then hopefully you feel like yours were, at least last time I checked with you. Yes, um, I definitely feel that way. That they did impart to me the law. He that keepeth the law, happy is he. They did impart to me the word. They did impart to me the Ten Commandments, salvation. Um, they did impart to me that I'm supposed to be obedient, trust the Lord and live for him, which is a lifetime process of learning. Therefore, this is what I got. That's where the vision begins. If you're talking about it, like we've said on a, uh, another podcast in the last few weeks, in the morning, on the way, when you pick them up at school, when you put them to bed, you probably don't even realize as a parent that you fulfilled the first principle of imparting vision because it does not start with us. It starts with God and his creation. That's why you know Bible study in the home, I think, is so significant and important because the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it can go in and it can, uh, you know, separate a child's soul from his spirit, which is what the Word says, 
uh, without when you don't even know what needs to be separated in there, right? Right. What their heart is contemplating, what they as a child are considering, what they're learning and what they're grappling with as a, you know, in a child's understanding, we don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. And so it's so neat to think that when we study the word of God together as a family, whether that be, you know, like you said, before you go to bed or as a family together, you know, on a family night during the week, that God's word can go to work and it can begin to build into them that vision that they're going to need for the rest of their life. And it's sort of, in some ways, to me, it kind of takes the pressure off of me yeah. as a parent yeah. to say, oh, mm, you know, what's the plan? I've got to teach, you know, the these five books of the Bible to them. And if right. we got to do one book a year or five verses a month or whatever, and what topics should I do and what should I not do? What are they too young to understand? And what are they, you know, making sure it's on their level, et cetera. The fact of the matter is if you do it with intentionality and care and present the word of God to them in many different ways. I mean, we've got children's story Bible, you know, we've got children's Bible storybooks. We've got the actual Bible that we read. We've got Christian cartoons that they watch, then they go to church and get it in children's church on the weekend. Uh, you know, they're memorizing scripture at school, praise God, it's a Christian school. So all these different ways the word of God's coming in and it it kind of takes the pressure off because the fact that they're getting the word of God means that they're that God's going to make sure that they get what they need inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what you're realizing is what I realized when the home church and school agree like we've talked about before and people, other people that you've selected and delegated to be their teachers or their church school teachers or their pastors or whatever, get the truth. Then you send out an invitation when they graduate from high school, like I did for you. We would like to bless you with this nice dinner for helping us impart truth to our son, because it takes agreement. They can't be divided Satan is the author of division. He divides and conquers. So when you have that help, and when you also realize that that vision is the source and the primary need to now what we're going to go on and talk about next, because we believe that nobody was born insignificant. We don't believe that anybody was born that was born is not important, but life and the people that you deal with in life and the enemy dealing through people can make you feel otherwise. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in the next podcast a little bit more about words and things. But we're kind of touching on it in this one because I just want to say that um, when we were homeschooling you, I did not teach you because I didn't even get it. I really did not get it until you got it. I had never thought about the fact, what I'm going to say next, you were doing an assignment to write a prescription of Lance, and you described Lance of you're like eight or nine, and you described him what he would be as an older child or adult. It was like, almost like it was, the project was God communicating the plan for what I would be to your womb, right? Right, to my womb, like you're not born yet. So in other words, it was your imagination of what color hair you'd have, what color eyes, how tall you would be, what you would do, and that was all there. But then you put on the bottom of it, sent to Connie Borden's womb, 1976 AD by God, which meant... from the And it said something about prescribed at the beginning of time. Or yeah, something. at the beginning of time, prescribed at the beginning of time. So 
you not what, what I'm trying to do is encourage our parents that you never know, like you just said, what the Holy Spirit's going to capture and make real if you do your due diligence, because it's not just the Logos word, it's the Rhema word. It's not just taught, it's caught. It's not just, uh, it's the do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the power of the word and the renewing of your mind. That power, when you begin from that, the Lord will take anything you do because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And even though child rearing at times can be very, um, trying and difficult, he will multiply many times over. So that's just one example, you know, in your childhood. And I'm not saying that I had it all together. I'm giving all the glory to God, who took what I decided to do out of Psalm 78, which I'd like to read also, um, which talks about to just make sure that you as the fathers and mothers of the generations, um, pass down the law like I just read out of that one scripture and what I'm telling our listeners today you will also impart destiny significant and vision from that source and in fact people are great or do great things or they are successful but they're not significant unless they're coming from the knowledge the heart the plan the destiny of the creator So Psalm 78 says, give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Because throughout the entire Bible, we have those two contrasts stubborn disobedience against the one true God or those that are surrendered and serving him with his vision and destiny and purpose. And that's what brings joy, peace, righteousness, and effectiveness to change the world. So I think that's number one. Go ahead. You know, I think what was communicated to my spirit comes out of Psalm 139 and Ephesians 1. Psalm 139, 16 says this, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And, you know, to me, that description can help in so many different circumstances when maybe things aren't going the way that you expected them to go or a circumstance happens or a trial takes place and it makes you think, oh, why in the world is this happening? You can always go back to that understanding that God ordained every day of your life before any of them were, came to pass. So he knew what was going to happen this day in 2019. So whatever's happened to you today, God knew it ahead of time, and he has a plan for you in it. If, if according to Romans eight twenty-eight, you believe that all things work together for good to them that love God, and are called according to his purpose. So that's what we're saying. But if you don't know that, 
then you don't look at things, trial, tribulation, persecution. Of course, things are sad, and we have to walk through some things and we have emotions, but we can believe and trust the one true God that he's developing us, he's building character, he's building faith, he's teaching us how to overcome the enemy, he's keeping us truer to him if we've gone astray, etc. And so that is vision. It's eternal vision. It's spiritual vision. You're not tied just to the temporal world and what it's teaching you, right? Right, right. And, and I would say, too, for those that don't know the Lord yet, that he is even in their lost state, he's working it out for them to come to him and always pursuing their hearts, right? Yes. And reaching out to them and reaching out his hands to them. Um, even, bef- you know, and, and some won't, some won't respond, right? Ultimately, and uh, they'll be lost forever. But hopefully um, people will respond because God, I believe, is ever reaching out to us, trying to get us to come to him. The reason we know that is his heart and he said it, is that none would perish and fall short of the glory of God. But he gives man free will. And so that's what this podcast is about. For you as the parent, the mother, the sister, the brother, the aunt, whatever, that's influencing parents, I mean children, and for children that even may be listening, that God has a plan for you and a vision and you must know it. I, I love these scriptures in Habakkuk 2, too. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. This is all visionary words in particularly when you don't know where you're going or it seems dark or you don't understand the events of the day. The Lord has promised you ever believe that everything will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of the word of God will pass away because he is the word. John 1, 1 through 14, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And what he says he will accomplish by faith. And if you get that by making it plainer and plainer on your heart, by meditating on it, memorizing it, and then influencing anybody in your circle of influence, which is, of course, your children, about it, as well as about what is their career, what is their strengths, what is their, you know, obedience to character so that they will be received and blessed by God, which is another couple of things we, we can still talk about. All I'm saying is, I'm exhorting everyone to start there because what God will do with what you give out in his word is way beyond above your understanding. He will do exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think. And if it doesn't seem like it, that's because the enemy is trying to discourage you from being obedient because sometimes these things are subtle but powerful and we don't see them till years later. Right. The other verse I was wanting to read is Ephesians 1, as far as the the other verse that I think communicates the vision that God had for us in advance of our creation. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 5 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And that, to me, speaks not only 
to God's forethought, but also that he just enjoys us. It's just to his great pleasure that we have fellowship with him and that we're in his family. You know, so many times the enemy will try to beat us down uh, and say, you know, you're, you're, you're dirty, rotten. You don't belong. You, you're not good enough. And that's always just condemnation from the enemy. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We may need to repent. We may need to turn and change our ways. We may need to be renewed in our mind. But God is always pleased that we're serving him and that we're in Christ in his family. And I think, you know, what you're saying there is that um, discouragement is not having courage. Um, Courage is, according to Joshua 1 and Psalm 1, that you will have success in all your ways. If you meditate on God's word day and night, you will prosper in all your ways. And so that is definitely true with our children. And what so many people tell me about my practice and even about an all-day seminar, which you can talk about sometime in this podcast if you want to give the dates on that, September 21st, 2019, you talk more. But what I'm saying is that when someone is saturated with the word, or you saturate yourself by a continuity and a continuance and a daily perseverance, it absorbs and penetrates, like the word says, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, separating the soul from the spirit, the soul, the mind, the things imagines and remembers the will and emotions from the spirit or the truth or the mind of God. And so they tell me, that because usually when you do a, a therapy um, plan with a client, they're going to see you several times. And week after week after week, we talk about the five hours of victory to your thought life. We talk about scripture. We talk about scripture in my life. We pray scripture. We believe God's going to impart the scripture. He's going to seal it to their heart. And that is what we're doing with our children because we can. This is a neat situation I have with I don't know, several hundred people over the last 10 years, whatever it is. But your children, every parent has that opportunity because you're with them, at least for usually about 18 years. It's what you do with the opportunity. And we're not saying be legalistic. And the only thing you talk about is the word and you never have any fun or go to Disney World or watch anything different than uh, spiritual things. But it's either in your heart because of what I just said, or it isn't? Well, I think it's important to say that it is very important in the culture and the society that we're in today that is warring against the Word of God and truth Right. to raise up a standard in our kids' hearts and minds against the bombardment that they're getting from all angles right. today in, in, in the culture that we live in, right? right. And so I, th- I wanted to share quickly three ways that as a parent, you can make sure to get the Word of God into your children's hearts and minds. And okay. these aren't the only three ways. Uh, there are many, many more ways, and you may already do some of these. Um, but three ways that we do it is, number one, typically when a parent puts a child to bed, they read them a story. And in our home, what we try to do most of the time, not every single time, but most of the time, we we try to read one Bible story in one other kind of fun story, whether that be a fairy tale or whether that be uh, some kind of thing from Paw Patrol or uh, one of the other types of cartoons that they like. But to make sure that we're not just reading the world's version of stories, 
but that we're always using a Bible story. And it doesn't necessarily have to be out of the Bible. It can be, you know, there's so many children's books that are just about Jonah or just about Daniel in the lion's den. I just, in my mind, when I'm putting my son to bed, for example, I, I just try to check off in my mind, okay, we read a Bible story, now we can read this other story or vice versa. So that's one way, before they go to bed, making sure that they're getting the Word of God as the last thing or one of the last things they're thinking about. Another way is to have a planned family Bible study. And that doesn't need to be reading an entire chapter of Scripture wrote from the New King James Version or anything like that, but taking something out of the Word of God, reading Scripture, opening a a Bible in front of them so they see what a Bible looks like, and reading out of it, going over a topic or a concept like Jesus being born or, you know, what is salvation or overcoming fear or reading one of the Bible stories like Daniel and the Lion's Den actually out of the Bible um, and having a time of even singing together. We like to play music uh, on the stereo and just praise and worship together. The kids like to play the fast, fun songs. There's a lot of them that were produced back in the 70s and 80s like Salty, the Singing Songbook and um, other albums that were done, Aunt Sylvania and, and the ones that I grew up with, are, my kids don't know that that's 30 years old. They love right. it. And so we'll sing some songs like that. And then sometimes we'll, we'll do an adult worship song to get them hearing the types of worship songs that are worshipful. And the third way is to invite them to read the Bible with you when you're having your own devotional time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not going to be every single time. I don't know that we even want it to be every single time so that we can get away with God ourselves. But if and when your kids walk by and see that you're reading the Bible in your prayer chair or wherever, and or uh, spending time with the Lord in prayer, um, my kids have sometimes come along and wanted to crawl up into my lap. And so then I'll just read the Bible to them. Uh, Recently, we've bought them their own Bibles. It's the actual Bible, but it's, you know, got a cool pink or or a gray cover on it that's kid-like. And the other day, uh, my two oldest came downstairs with a journal and a Bible, both of them, and wanted to spend time with me as I was already having my devotions. So inviting them into that time with the Lord that you're already having is another way. You know, you remind me of um, when I taught. Um, I taught and had been, you know, taught for 18 years before I got my degree to be a therapist, Christian therapist. Um, I read a book on how to raise a reader, and I don't know if you can still get it. Uh, it was back, you know, in the 80s and 90s. But at any rate, I had my parents all read it. And something you just said is so highlighted in that book. It says many parents read to their children, but they don't read. And children will do what's important to the parent. So one of the things out of the as well as many of the other points she made there I wanted to highlight is seeing it's important to you whether it's reading the bible or, or even reading good books about how to walk this walk makes them know that reading is so important and so and and then I wanted to also say that um when I was teaching um I tried to teach, and I, this probably bled over into homeschooling with you. Yes, I'm sure it did, as I think back, that we're not going just to the part. you got to go from the whole to the part. So what does that look like? Well, let's say your child is um, learning um, phonics or parts of speech or how to write a sentence. 
if you just leave it to the part. That might not seem too exciting to know the difference between a noun and a verb or that G sounds like G or J. But if you say to them and talk to them throughout the time you're teaching them or like I did to you or in the classroom, this is not just about learning this piece of information. This is going to make you be able to read and understand great books in the Bible and to produce great books in the Bible potentially one day. You can do anything you want to do. And if you don't learn these piece, pieces and learn them well, you that may seem studious or a diligence. But if you want to change the world, you know, we learned um, in your curriculum, the pen is mightier than the sword by Thomas Paine, who turned the whole um, American Revolutionary War over at uh, Valley Forge when he wrote a pamphlet to George Washington's soldiers who were just about to give up because it was really, really cold and they didn't have much equipment. And the pamphlet, in a nutshell, said, do you want to be patriots or sunshine soldiers? In other words, are you looking just for comfort and sun and it's going to be easy? Or are you going to be patriots? And it was felt that that writing that Thomas Paine was able to do because he learned his phonics and his grammar and that he could affect the world, could be responsible for turning the tide to win against England for Amazing. our country. Amazing. And so if you imp- when you're talking to your children, don't just talk about the little thing they're doing. Talk about the big thing that they can the do. The big picture. The, the big impact. You know, like ORU says um, to have the motto, something like, only great things happen here, or we make great things happen here. Um, when you impart that vision that they are part of not just your family, which is the church, but the body of Christ and the city and the community and the world, and what they do say and produce and develop into will make a huge impact. You might not be well known. In fact, sometimes I think we go after being well known and quantity and we perform so people will know our name and all that rather than realizing every person that we affect every day in any way, particularly our children when it's hard, is eternal and quality. And it can happen because you have, as we said in another podcast, their hearts turn towards you every day. They're looking to you. They honor you. They believe you. They trust in you. If you don't violate them, and if you do, if you apologize, they're going to follow your lead. They're going to honor you, like the scripture says, so they may have a long life. So it's very exciting. Uh, it was exciting to me in the classroom. It was exciting to me to homeschool you. It's exciting to me with my grandchildren. And it's exciting when we look at what opportunity we have as parents. It's not just about your little family or your little daughter or your little son. God has a destiny and a purpose. And that doesn't mean everyone's going to be a preacher or a pastor or uh, like that. But it is important that they know that they are important. And um, I, you, you know, and I was thinking about this when I was uh, getting ready for this, that Steve Covey is, has written a book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly uh, Successful People. Highly effective people. Effective people. And one of the things that struck me about that, really, well, it all strikes me. He says, live, love, learn, and leave a legacy. I add laugh. Live, love, laugh, 
learn and leave a legacy, all L's. I added laugh because you have to laugh sometimes so you don't cry. (laughs) But anyway, the most important thing of those, they're all important, but leave a legacy. The way he explains it in the book, he says, what is it that you want to be remembered for? Uh, Think about what you would like written on your tombstone about the impact and purpose of your life. That's vision. That's not just tooling through the day and just being successful. It's I am impacting people and I'm leaving a message. And uh, somebody said, I give Walt Disney the credit, but I can never find it. I tried to. Children are a message we send to a time we will not see. Mm -hmm. And when you think of that, when you think you're going to pass out of this earth, but your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren on to a thousand generations until Jesus returns, or I guess that's into eternity, you are leaving a legacy. Yeah. And that's such a great opportunity and so exciting. So, so you exciting. want to write that vision and make it plain in the ways that you suggested in talking about it and being excited and having a vision yourself um, in apologizing and walking a true, authentic Christian life, as we've all said, all these things and probably many more that people do are part of what makes a difference to help your child feel loved and so he can live and learn and leave a legacy too. Right. That's good. Well, let's close in prayer today and pray over uh, those that are listening that God would enable us, inspire us, and help us to know exactly how to impart vision and the idea of our unique significance in the world to our children. Lord, thank you for this opportunity we have to speak to our listeners, and we know that um, they are they are hearing what we're saying, and they get what we're saying, how important it is to be significant, and how important it is to impart significance to the children that we have stewardship over. And Lord, I just ask that you would inspire us. Show us the ways that you want us to impart vision to our children. I pray that you would give us understanding of how to work it into our daily lives and uh, give us the, the words to say. I pray that you would open the hearts of our children to be able to hear it and above the noise of everything else that they hear through the day uh, and internalize the truth that they were they were knit together in their mother's wombs and every day ordained for them was written before one of them came to be and that you have a significant plan for their lives. Um, and uh, if they will just come to you and serve you and live for you all of their days, they will get to uh, experience the greatest plans that you have for them. Uh, so just inspire us, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen us when we need to be strengthened and, uh, and just help us as we go forward to be the best parents we can possibly be. You know, Lance, uh, this might sound kind of corny but uh, or trite, but um, the saying is very popular, he who rocks the cradle rules the world. And I just think in context of what we said today, um, don't make that a trite statement and don't feel like a mother rocking a newborn baby or several babies or however many children you have, that you're insignificant because you're not. And that statement, what what that child or those children grow up to be could be your greatest legacy. It doesn't have to be your only legacy, but it could be your greatest legacy. But the enemy 
tries to rob the significance of it. That's what he does because it doesn't seem significant. We're not seeing the outcomes of their life. We're not seeing them in their career. We're not seeing them in their ministry. We're seeing them as a little baby that just needs to be fed and is very codependent on you. But when you think about that child might be a world ruler or rule in some way of significance, it really does bring encouragement. So thank you for that prayer. Thank you, Lord, and and, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Totally Transformed podcast. Uh, You had mentioned earlier, Mom, about our September conference, and that is going to take place on September 21st, 2019, at the Hope Center in Plano, Texas. Uh, If you go to totallytransformed.org slash events, You'll find a description of the event. You can find out more there, and you can also register there. Click on the button on that page uh, if you would like to attend that. We'd love to see you there. Bring a group. Bring your significant other. It's on a Saturday, so um, uh, we're just looking forward to getting to spend time with those that come and uh, fellowshipping with them and also um, just spending time both in worship but in also study of the healing and freedom that Jesus came to give to all of us. You know, I've been thinking about that. And one of the neat things about this podcast that we haven't had the privilege of before until we started Totally Transform Ministries is that we were we were and are doing the radio show Totally Transformed to basically Dallas, Fort Worth, and some surrounding cities. Now anybody could come from any state or any country in the world by hearing about it through the podcast because these podcasts are available. So if you're somebody that is out and about and you want to come to a great city, Dallas is a great city to come and spend a few days, but I think you're going to find the teaching quality and significant to change your life. I don't believe you'll leave the same way you came in your mind being transformed in the word and how to defeat the enemy, how to be healed if you're wounded and how to be set free from strongholds, which we all need. Right. I think I forgot to say the name of it. It's called Set Free Saturday. Yeah. And did you say it was, it says at the website, but it's going to be at the beautiful Hope Center in Plano, yep. Texas. Hope Center. And we'll have lunch and we even have some breakfast items in the morning. So you'll be well taken care of. It's even a good time to kind of get away. Yeah. There's lots of places in and around the Hope Center to just sit and relax and spend time with the Lord. There's a prayer garden, there's a fireplace. So it's a great venue, and we'd love to to see you there. So thanks for joining us today on the Totally Transformed Podcast. Come back next week for part five of Parenting, Build Children, or Repair Adults.